0: what's going on welcome back to another midweek episode of the Fantasy football fellas you are currently hearing the voice of the tyler i'm not gonna give away my last name that's just too personal it's too personal but um it's just me for this episode um what can I say? Life just gets the best of us sometimes, and uh, that would that that's my explanation for it. Just be me this week. Can we miss you dearly, um, Lucas? As always, we miss you dearly. I miss you dearly, guys. Uh, we'll see how this goes. You know, being uh, the solo act for this episode, um, but thankfully, it's it's not too. It shouldn't be that long of an episode it shouldn't be uh, you know super difficult to get through cuz we're just previewing this upcoming slate of games um and maybe we'll I'll, I'll throw in some uh I'll I'll throw in some of our uh approved and denied players from from uh from this previous week because Cameron and I were not able to touch on that um in the last episode And it may give you some insight, too, on maybe if some guys are worth, you know, picking up, rostering. Um, Because just right off the bat, I'll just give an example. Matt Ryan, um, for much of this year, has just been unusable. He's just been inconsistent. uh, And it doesn't help that he's in an offense that is also struggling to find their footing. And just when you think they're getting their their feet under them, they just lay in a goose egg of a week. So, um, But, yeah, like I said, Matt Ryan had two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown, 343 yards through the air. That was good for 28 fantasy points on the week. That's definitely a top-five quarterback finish, and I would hedge my bets that's actually a uh, top-three finish for quarterbacks. And is it worth – Picking up Matt Ryan at this point, only in the most desperate of circumstances. Um, you 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 just can't really take too much comfort with this Atlanta offense. But with that being said, um, we'll just get right into this slate of games because also this is Lucas's job on the Saturday episodes where he provides the latest injury news and your starts and sits that are approved by the fellas are recommended starts and sits. Um, and I can tell you already that uh, it's going to be a very interesting week. Uh, there are some that may seem obvious, but as we, as the fellows, we don't go for obvious. Oh no, 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 That's, that's not us. <laughs> We go for the more da- difficult and more uh, daunting uh, choices to make in a week. So, um, but yeah, like I said, let's get right into these games of week 10 NFL football. And it's crazy to think we are already at the halfway point. Um, oh, my goodness. I totally forgot. I <laughs> Before we even talk about the games, There was some major, major uh, waves created today in the NFL, Uh, and I have to talk about these, absolutely have to. First of which, Cam Newton is heading back to the Carolina Panthers, and my initial reaction was, awesome, cool good for him and the more more you know i let it sit and and i thought about it some more i'm not asking myself the question you know does cam newton you know really you know take this team to the next level it's just more so a question of who is impacted by cam newton coming into town and I think the one thing that we have to remember the most is that Cam Newton is in a completely different Carolina than when he left it. Uh, when he, when he left Carolina, Ron Rivera was the coach, or I guess had just been fired as the coach and they were going to release all of the Ron Rivera guys or most of them because they wanted a fresh new start with Matt rule. And um With that brings a very different offensive style uh in this Matt Rule uh team. Um, so again, th- this begs the question who's impacted the most by Cam Newton coming in as the replacement for Sam Darnold, who's out four to six weeks. I think we can safely say that Christian McCaffrey will still be Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> um I mean they showed that when even when they played together with Ron Rivera they didn't I shouldn't say they didn't hinder each other but um Cam was not or Cam was able to support CMC in that offense so don't fret about the rushing touchdowns I would be shocked if they give Cam Newton goal line carries sometimes they might but I don't think it's going to be as often as it used to be um in terms of wide outs dj moore is still the number one guy in that offense um but i think when it comes to cam newton throwing the ball around he's a veteran quarterback and at this point he knows not to force the ball and i think because of that we may see a little bit of resurgence for robbie um but the other part is that Robbie has had some drop issues this year. Um, so, to me, all things considered, this really doesn't really – this doesn't really change anybody on the Panthers for me. Like I said, McCaffrey still McCaffrey. Moore still the number one guy, so he's going to get used a lot. And Robbie, I think this offense is having a hard time trusting him. So, um until proven otherwise, keep things the way they are with how you value and how you rank Panthers players. And now the second uh, big piece of news that is worth talking about is Odell Beckham Jr. Signing with the Los Angeles Rams. And I, again, my initial reaction to this was with what cap space? Seriously, like, (laughs) <laughs> the Rams have in the past couple of weeks traded for Vaughn Miller, who is he's a great player, but he's got a massive price tag on him. So unless the Rams were able to have Denver kind of retain some of that salary, I don't know how they got him. <laughs> um, and I'm not really sure what the full contract details are, but what we do know is that, um, the Packers were offering Odell the veteran minimum just because they didn't really have much room to work with in cap space. So if it comes out that Odell took the veteran minimum to go to LA instead of green Bay, that sends a huge signal to the rest of the NFL that um, there's a new Tampa Bay <laughs> except just on the other Other coasts in the US. (laughs) Um, but yeah, when it comes to the implications of that signing, this is great for Matt Stafford. It's another it's another weapon for him to use, and it's a top caliber weapon in Odell. So I think this only helps Stafford. Now, when it comes to guys like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. Um, I think cup will take a, a little, we'll see what I call, um, false regression. And what I mean by false regression is, oh my goodness, he's getting two less catches than what he's been getting before. And when you're Cooper cup and you've been averaging about nine, 10 receptions a game, you're still getting seven or eight receptions a game. So, um, the expectations for these 30 point outings that Cooper cup has had, um, they're not really likely to happen anymore, but I still think he's a solid and consistent wide receiver. One Stafford has shown that he clearly trusts him. So cup is still going to be again, wide receiver one. Uh, but when it comes to Robert Woods, man, this stinks. (laughs) Robert Woods has been, um, I don't want to say underrated, but he has been flying under the radar these past couple of weeks, and he's been finishing as a top ten or top fifteen wide receiver in the past. Oh, I want to say th- three, four weeks, and um, man, this Odell signing just doesn't help him out at all. You know, he, you know, one week he needed a rushing touchdown, another week he. um Again, another goal line score. So not I'm not ready to give him the touchdown dependent label yet, but um, volume has been an issue for Robert Woods this year. So the Odell signing just doesn't help him out at all one bit. Um, now, that being said, I think all those guys are still worth having because they are just that good. And you know that any one of them can go off – in a in a in a matchup. I think it's Tampa Bay 2.0 if I'm completely honest. Um you've got some great quarterback play, you've got elite weapons on the outside, you've got a good enough run game uh that if you needed, you know, if you need to run the ball, you can. Um So yeah, I think all in all, like I said, you it, you have to keep all these Rams players for the time being. I'm not ready to say trade any of these guys at the moment because you don't know how it work, how it's going to work out. I mean, Tampa Bay has shown that it's going to, that it's worked out with three wide receivers. Bruce Arians is a genius when it comes to offense and he has Byron Leftwich calling plays. Leftwich is now showing his own genius in this offense Now, for the Rams, you have a play caller and and offensive-minded coach in Sean McVay. So, to me, at least, my mind just goes, well, why wouldn't it work? You know what I mean? So, again, like I've said before, it's definitely worth rostering these guys just to see what these first couple games will look like. And if I'm completely honest, I think Odell finds his way into flex territory by the end of the season. I just think this offense is good enough to get him into space and get him involved in the offense. That'll turn into some fantasy production. So again, Cam Newton going to the Panthers, Odell Beckham Jr. Signing with the Rams it'll be an interesting week or two to see exactly what happens. I don't expect either of them to play for their new teams this week. It's Thursday already. Um, so again, it's just too soon to game day for me to think that they start, but I think the week after is when they are in contention and they probably, if not definitely will start um, just a little preview. Uh, Carolina faces Washington. That's an interesting uh, reunion game of sorts with Washington coming to Carolina. So Ron Rivera coming back to Carolina. So it's a big homecoming game for all those uh, Panther people. And for Odell, um, he's on (laughs) by. So um, maybe he does try to sneak in this game, but again like i said it's thursday i don't expect much from odell this week if at all so back to what this episode is actually about it's our week 10 preview week um i'll just run through the games what i expect from each game um maybe highlight a player or two that i think uh may have an exceptional week but again there's another Saturday episode coming up with starts and sits and latest injury news and a couple player props and in spreads and all that stuff. So um stay tuned to that. Be on the lookout for it. It's always a good one, and it's absolutely necessary, just with final updates and stuff. So um, granted, it being Thursday night already when I'm recording this. The Ravens and the Dolphins are already playing. It's currently three nothing Baltimore. Um I don't expect this game to be close, you know, at all. Um, I just hope, if I'm completely honest, I just hope Miami keeps it close because we have some player prop bets that we've got going tonight. I'm just hoping Miami keeps it close so all those props hit. So, that being said, let's go into the Sunday slate. And I'm currently going off of my ESPN app. So I apologize if you are having to click around or look around. Uh, I, you can write up ESPN all you want. Don't write us up. <laughs> I don't need that kind of liability. So Tampa Bay, Washington, in a play, in a rematch of last year's wild card matchup. Um, I guess I really can I say it was a wild card matchup? I don't think so. It was a playoff matchup. I'll just go, I'll just go with that. Um, I don't think this game is going to be close at at all. Um, Tampa's defense is slowly but surely kind of shoring up at the moment. Their front seven's kind of getting going again. Secondary still a little spotty, but when you've got a team like Washington that's not been able to throw the ball efficiently. Um, this should be a, a walk in the park for Tampa Bay. Um, Godwin is the one question mark that I have. Cause I think if he plays um, he may be in line for another good game, but he's on the injury report. So again, Saturday episode, that's all that I'll say. Um, yeah. Not much going on in Washington. They're coming off a bye. Maybe they kind of get back into their roots of what they did well last year, which is running the ball and using play action then. So I don't know. It'll be an interesting game to see, but again, it's Tampa Bay against Washington. And what the two teams have shown this year is that Tampa Bay should blow Washington out of the, out of the water. Um, Falcons Cowboys is another game. And this, uh, It's a nice little Dan Quinn homecoming game. Uh, Dan Quinn is the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, and the Falcons are coming into Dallas, where Dan Quinn is now the defensive coordinator um, of the Cowboys. And the Cowboys shocked everyone last week by just throwing up a dud against the Broncos. I'm expecting a big, big, big get-right game out of Dallas this week. I don't, I think they show them no mercy. <laughs> I think Dallas puts up at least 40, I think. They just they have no reason not to. <laughs> you need to get people back bought into the Dallas Cowboys hype train after last week's just embarrassing performance. Um for Atlanta Duck. <laughs> That's all that I'll say. Just Duck um they are currently crossing a train track with a train coming at 100 miles an hour and they have nowhere to go so that's all that needs to be said cowboys by a billion <laughs> exaggeration yes but you get my point another 12 o'clock game for us is the saints and the titans um man the titans are cool. they look good last week and you know, the past couple weeks they've needed to rely on the offense to get them. You know, in in games or keep them in the lead. Last week was all the defense. It was all the defense. They created turnovers. They create and and not just creating turnovers. They created turnovers and got the offense in the good situations. Right when it came down to field position or, you know, game plan or you know positions where. The game plan could be executed very, very well. Um, the Saints, however, they uh they got they got beat by Atlanta. And <laughs> the only reason why the score line was so close was because Atlanta kind of choked it away, but then Atlanta kicked a game winning field goal at the very end of the game. Um, and I think the one thing that you can say about the Saints is man, they missed Jameis. They miss J- they miss Jameis Winston so much. Um, if I'm honest, I think a lot of people are going to be riding the Tennessee train. But this is where the Saints shine; is where you roll them out. This could be a trap game for Tennessee, but it all depends on the status of the Saints' health, which Lucas will talk about later. Alvin Kamara has not been practicing this week. So um, for the moment, my gut says Tennessee takes us away. I think they score pretty much at the last minute to kind of ice the game. Uh, But I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think it's going to be. So let's move on. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, this game is not really worth talking about. Uh, Jacksonville shocked the world last week against Buffalo in an ugly game. Like, there's a difference between, you know, sending out a a notice to the world in a good way and a bad way. And what the Jaguars did was a bad way. (laughs) Um, A 9-6 final. Yes, it was the Bills. Yes, it was impressive that their defense could stop the Bills. But in divisional games, it's a completely different story. And if I'm not mistaken, I think the there's a winning streak going on for Indy and I guess I shouldn't say that because it was only a couple of years ago that Gardner Minshew marched into Indianapolis and won the very first game of the season for Jacksonville. So I was not I can't say that there's a win streak going on here, but I think the big point here is that Carson Wentz is now finding his footing. He's coming, he he's getting back to his I'll say his uh his better days as a quarterback. And when that happens, Indy is going to be a very, very dangerous team. And it helps when he has a run game that is unbelievably good. And when that's led by arguably the hottest NFL rushers. Since Derek Henry went down with an injury, Jonathan Taylor is an absolute stud. He's an absolute beast. I think, Indy's offense. I'm not going to say they're better or worse than Buffalo's, but they're it's. This it seems like it's just too. Um, <laughs> this game is just too in favor of Indianapolis for me to actually think that Jacksonville has a chance. Um, I think Indy walks away pretty, pretty easily with this one. Um, yeah. There's just, it. it's just, when you look at the talent on both sides, That's all that needs to be said. You can definitely say that India has more talent than Jacksonville does. So we'll move on to the next game I have up here. It's the Browns and the Patriots. And I think this is one of the more underrated games um, of this Sunday slate. And if I'm honest, I can't choose. I don't know who's going to win this game. The Patriots have been on fire, on fire. They walked into the Chargers SoFi
1: Stadium two weeks ago. And to me, shocked the world. Then they faced Carolina. Pretty much blank them. So, ten or
0: uh, sorry, New England is just kind of running this hot streak right now.
1: And they're at home. But there are two things that travel in the NFL. It's
0: your run game and your defense. Cleveland is slowly getting back into this defensive groove that we saw at the beginning of the year. And their run game, well, it might not travel this time. Nick Chubb and uh Demetric Felton have landed on the reserve COVID-19 list and we have not heard anything about two negative tests out of or from either of them so at this point they're still out and um i think if they're out or if at least
1: Nick Chubb is out it's hard to take the Browns in this one um
0: like I said, New England is just on a hot streak right now. They're offering, Their offense is figuring out. Can never bet against a Bell Belichick defense unless it's, you know, the Cowboys or, you know, anyone, any other team that has just an absolute unit of an offense. Um, so, again, I think. This is going to be a very good game, a very interesting game to watch, just knowing what's happened recently in Cleveland with Odell and Baker and now Nick Chubb being out. It'll be worth watching. And to what may sound and feel like an upset, I think the Patriots walk out with this one. So next 12 o'clock game we've got is the Bills and Jets. <sighs> Yikes. Yikes. You know how I was saying with the Falcons that they should duck? The Jets should duck even more. This Bills team is going to be pissed off. They are going to be so, so mad after last week's embarrassment that they may just put up like 50 on the Jets. And especially in a divisional game, send a message. Send a message. So again... Bills are gonna walk away with this one and it's not gonna be close. It's it's not gonna be close.
1: Lions Steelers. Man. Um where do I even where do I even start with this game? Um
0: Detroit's 0 8 <laughs> going into Pittsburgh. You would think that this would be a cakewalk for the Steelers <sighs> think again, <laughs> the Steelers have never been able to pull you know just to put a team you know to sleep I'll say um they their wins have been close, very
1: close, arguably too close um. But I think Detroit just does not have enough firepower
0: to pull off a victory on the road in Pittsburgh. Um, That being said, (laughs) I'm going to steal Lucas's thunder here for a bit. It's the the spread currently is um, Pittsburgh is favored by. Eight, eight and a half to some sports books. I think Steelers win, but I think it's, I'm
1: going to take the under on it. I just, (laughs) Detroit will find a way to make this close.
0: They showed it with the Rams. They showed it with the Vikings. Um. They 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 find they can find a way to keep games close, but they've just never been able to get over the line. So, like I said, I think Pittsburgh wins this, but I think Pittsburgh will walk into it thinking we got this in the bag, then they're actually gonna have to fight back. Um but yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a shocker to some people, but. To us, NFC North fans, after watching the Vikings and Lions at first, uh, this Lions team can fight. They just can't go down big right away. And if they do, then they're out. So with that, we'll move on to the afternoon slate of games. Uh, We'll start off with... (sighs) We'll keep that one for last. Let's start off with Carolina and Arizona. Um man, the Panthers are just they're in trouble. They they are just in trouble. Um and especially when you're going up against a Carolina or an Arizona team that just gave a week off to DeAndre Hawkins and Kyler Murray, and there's already reports that Kyler Murray is feeling way better
1: um than he could have ever. Um, it's going to be tough.
0: I don't think Arizona is going to easily win this game just because Carolina can show up when they want. Um, but the struggle for Carolina is just that they're not really going to put up any points or or uh, they're not going to put up that many points to keep them in the game. <laughs> I think the first half is going to be a little it's going to be neck and neck and then second half comes around and Arizona is just going to be like, oh, wait, who are you again? Oh, that's right. You're four and five. We're eight and one. Let's show it to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's just the second half is where Arizona is going to pull away. Um, So, yeah. And we talked about Cam Newton earlier with the Panthers. I don't think he plays this week. And um It'll show <laughs> it'll show uh, the next afternoon game. We've got here is the Eagles and the Broncos and man, oh man, is this not a game I want to talk about? <laughs> um, Philly has kind of surprised people the past couple weeks. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, As you know, putting up 44 on Detroit and holding Detroit to six. And then last week, going pretty much until the uh, last drive of the game against the Charters, losing 27-24. Um, and they're supposed to have Miles Sanders back this week. So who knows? This team could uh, can make things interesting. Denver, on the other hand, um, they're also coming off a very impressive win. Um, against Dallas, and I don't know where to go with this one, if I'm honest. Um, Denver, Denver's last game against Dallas was a different Denver team than I've seen so far this year. Um, before the game against Dallas, Denver had a very, very, very vanilla offense then they got jerry judy back and what it sounded like after the dallas game was that it was more so of a a mindset change than it was an actual um schematic change you could say but again you can't you can't
1: deny attitude you can't deny perspective when it comes to the nfl um Man, this is tough. I'm going to say it. I think the Eagles actually win this game.
0: Nope, just kidding. I'm going with the Broncos.
1: <laughs> um, and it's just for this reason. Denver's at home. And I think this is a... a another
0: solid offensive outing for Denver against a very suspect
1: Philly defense. Um, For Philadelphia, um, I don't think they're really going to be able to throw the ball, if I'm honest. Um, But maybe I'll
0: put it this way for this game. Anything can happen. (laughs) <laughs> anything could happen so with that we'll we'll talk about the second to last afternoon game in it being the Seattle Seahawks in the Green Bay Packers <clears throat> excuse me this one I'll keep it simple <laughs> if Rodgers plays <clears throat> Green Bay will smoke Seattle,
1: even with Russ coming back. but if Rogers is out this is this game can go either way if I'm honest. I'm going to say Green Bay walks away with this one. And I think it's because Rodgers plays.
0: And that is just such a confidence boost for that team. That it's enough to get them over that hump. And come away with the victory. It'll be an interesting game to watch with both starting quarterbacks coming back to uh to their teams and to start russ especially just because he uh by some miracle is already ready to play after suffering a mallet finger (laughs) injury it's crazy it took him three weeks three weeks So, like I said, this game is going to be a fun one to watch just to see both of these quarterbacks who have missed time in one way or another um, come back and compete again. For the last
1: afternoon game of this week, it's the Vikings and the Chargers. And,
0: man... Man, 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 I do not want to talk about this game. This is the one game I just don't want to talk about the most. Because, how do I put this? The Vikings have been playing the most unattractive style of football in recent memory. It's too conservative, it's too safe even when they get out to leads, when they're able to score first, it's soft. It's it's conservative. It's it's just ugly. It is ugly, ugly, ugly.
1: But you know who else hasn't looked the greatest either? The Chargers. Their offense is spotty. It can show up. It cannot. Their defense can be spotty. It's tough. And I think in this game, I,
0: as much as I want to choose the Vikings,
1: I can't. Nothing about these last couple of games have been appealing for the Vikings. It'll be a miracle, honestly,
0: if the Vikings can go into L.A. and come away with the win. And I know that they've had their have they they've had the Chargers numbers in the past. And they've won, and the Vikings won their most recent matchup and pretty handily.
1: This is not the same Vikings team.
0: So, again, I think the Chargers walk away with this one. And normally we don't want to get into the quote-unquote politics of the NFL. But I think there's a thought
1: shared amongst us fellas that I think is worth sharing. If the Vikings lose this game, Zimmer has to go. He has to. He has to. That's just, it's as simple as that. He has to. But will it happen? No. That's,
0: Minnesota doesn't do that. They did it with Childress. And uh, (laughs) we all know how that turned out. So,
1: Sunday night game. Chiefs, Raiders. Uh... Chiefs will win this one. I'll start with that. Chiefs will win this one. And not because they will play so spectacular like we've seen them in the past. But it's because the Raiders are going to lose it. We thought the Ra- at least I thought the Raiders
0: could go into the Meadowlands last week against the Giants, go away with, the- with a victory after having two straight games where they have looked phenomenal. Phenomenal.
1: And they can't beat the Giants. It's a great game for the Raiders to kind of get back on track and knock off a division foe. But again, this just seems
0: like a game where the Raiders really should win. They really should win. But for whatever reason, they won't. I think it's going to be close. I think they will.
1: I can't say it's going to be a low-scoring game. But a
0: 28-24 finish Sounds just about right for this kind of game. The Chiefs didn't look great last week against the Packers either.
1: But they know this Raiders team. Their division it, it's
0: it's a inner division game. You know you know who you're lining up against. Again, just the Raiders should honestly win this game. I just don't think they will. And lastly, but not least, we have the Monday night game between the Rams and the Niners with the Rams traveling to Santa Clara, California to take on the Niners. This will be a close game. And I think a lot of people will be kind of misled by the Odell signing. Thinking that the Rams will just go bonkers on this
1: Niners team. But the one thing that the Niners have shown is that they fight. They they really do fight. Except for last week against the Cardinals, but that's that's neither here nor there. Primetime at home.
0: San Francisco is a very tough place to play. Take it from a Vikings fan.
1: where we had to play San Francisco in the playoffs a couple years ago. It's not fun. I think this is going to be another 24-17
0: finish. Um, I think the Rams will start off hot. They will kind of cool off a little bit. Offense will do just enough to keep them ahead. Defense will... We'll leak a little bit. Um, but like I said, I think the Rams walk away with this one. Like I said, the Niners last week against the Cardinals just got dismantled, absolutely dismantled. Um, so this is one hundred percent a bounce back game for them. You know who else is a bounce back game for? The Rams and losing to the Titans the way that the Rams did, there's
1: no way, there's no way that that loss was acceptable to anybody. Vaughn
0: Miller, the stud defensive end that they just traded for a couple weeks ago,
1: did not play last week against the Titans. He will play this week. And all I've got to say to that, Jimmy
0: Garoppolo will have a target on his head. I shouldn't say his head. That's a little violent. (laughs) He will have a target on his back. So expect the Rams to get after him. Von Miller, Aaron Donald, all of them. They will get after him. Maybe we see another Brandon IU kind of showing. Last week, he kind of showed out that he uh, he's slowly coming back into Shanahan's good graces. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Because now this San Francisco offense is like 95% fully reloaded. They obviously don't have their running back. Their running backs figured out. Elijah Mitchell is a nice placeholder for them. Um I think this offense would be a lot better with Raheem Mostert, but again, we're week 10. He got injured week two, I think, week three, something like that. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy will find Debo and Kittle. That's just how it is. And the way that LA has been playing defense this year, it is nothing like they did. La- it's nothing like last year. They are very much a bend but don't break defense, so who knows? There could be a lot of yards put up by San Francisco. It's just a matter of can you put the yards into points. I think that's where the Rams come out ahead. So, with that being said, that's the full slate of Week 10 games. With the Bears, the Bengals,
1: um, who else is on a bye? Da, 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 da. the
0: bangles i'd said the bangles wow that's that's embarrassing that is real embarrassing can't you tell I'm, I'm i'm just made for this is that i don't repeat myself i don't you know take too long to explain things I'm, i feel like this is a perfect job honestly <laughs> um but, yeah, that is our Week 10 preview. Um, there are some interesting games this week. Definitely think they're worth watching. And, again, as we get to, you know, as we get deeper into the season, it's we're getting close to the time where we get to start thinking playoffs and who's going to make the – who, you know – who's going to be our final squad going into playoffs and who are those last guys that we need to target and want to target before playoffs begin or before our trade deadline comes and goes. Um, so I will promote our, our, our social media handles here. Uh, well, not the exact handles. That's, that's way above my pay grade here. Um, but Go ahead on Google, YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and really anywhere else that you get your podcast. Go ahead and search Fantasy Football Fellas. Look for the triple Fs in the green background. That's us. Um we are active on all those platforms. Um, we have a nice little sponsorship that I will talk about here real quickly with our friends over at Thrive Fantasy, and um, we have a special contest coming up here this week. Um, so go ahead, check us out on social media for those for that contest to see those full details and stuff. And let me tell you. You'll want to join this contest, okay? you'll want to participate me, cam, Lucas, we will all be participating as well so definitely be on the lookout on social media. go ahead and follow us there, but more importantly, no well now follow us follow us that's most important but also be on the lookout for our uh, our our contest that we will be sharing with. All of you. So. For Cameron. For Lucas. Thank you for paying attention. <laughs> for that long. Of an episode. I know. Like I said. I can repeat. I can go on and on. Um, so again. Thank you for your viewership. Thank you for your loyalty. To the fellas. Go ahead. Check us out. On social media. And until Saturday, when you hear from Lucas, this is Tyler, being the dude, being the stooge for all three of us. <laughs> Thanks for listening again.
1: Deuces.